and welcome to the Hope Collective Online. Thanks for joining us this morning. My name is Renee, and if this is your first time with us, welcome. We're so glad that you decided to spend some time here with us today. In fact, to celebrate, we want to make a donation in your honor to one of our Community Hope partners. So just follow the instructions on the screen or in the chat to choose which of our partners you'd like the donation to go to. And again, thanks for being here. As our guests are helping us give generously, we want to say thank you to those who give to the Hope Collective on a regular basis. Your generosity does so much more than keep the lights on or the live stream going. It is what helps us continue to be a center of hope in our community. So thank you for living like generosity is our norm so we can share hope together. Well, the holiday season is approaching and it is coming in earlier than ever before, isn't it? As you prepare for the holiday season, I wanna share two opportunities that you will not want to miss. First of all, I wanna invite all the ladies to join us for a special event called Home for the Holidays. On Sunday, December 6th, several women from the Hope Collective will open their homes to celebrate hope this Christmas. Each home will host a small, one-of-a-kind gathering where there will be lively conversation, good food, and a very special live stream event with Andy Andrew. Ladies, you can check out party locations, get all the details, and register by following the link the service host provides for you. Our second holiday opportunity is with our food pantry. Every Christmas, we try to bless those who regularly visit the food pantry, and it's needed now more than ever before. So this year, our goal is to collect 200 gift cards for both the families and the senior citizens who regularly visit. These gift cards will allow them to buy gifts and will give the parents the dignity and joy of shopping for their children. So will you jump in and help us meet this goal? You can purchase one, two, or a few of these $25 gift cards by texting the letters THCO to 77977 and select Food Pantry or follow the instructions your service host provides. Thank you for being a part of bringing hope this holiday season. Well, that's all I've got for you today. And up next, we have Staff Pastor Alex Gowler with this week's message. And again, we're so glad you're with us. Hey everybody, my name is Alex. I'm one of the pastors here at the Hope Collective and so glad that you decided to spend some time with us today. Believe it or not, every single person on the planet has a story. Your life, no matter who you are or where you came from, is a story. It had a beginning, obviously. It has a cast, your friends and your family, throw your coworkers in there. There's a setting, there's a plot, and there's drama. Lots and lots of drama. Everyone has a story. And that story has a huge impact on who we are and who we're becoming. The problem is that too often we're so busy living in our story that we haven't really taken the time to think about our story. How have the events of the past shaped us into the person that we are today? If our story became a Netflix original, what category would we find it under? Would it be a comedy? Would it be a tragedy? Would it be a horror story? Would it be a fantasy? How have those events that happened in our past shaped how we view the future? What do we feel about our story? And where does God fit into all of it? To ask a different way, 
what role does God want us to have in his story and what role does God want to have in our story? Now, we believe that the Bible is God's story. It shows us who he is. It tells us what's right and wrong in the world around us. And it shows us how to be part of God's dream for humanity. The Bible doesn't just help us understand who God is, though. The Bible helps us understand who we are. And if we're willing to take the time to find our place in God's story, then we also have the opportunity to invite God to have a place in our story. So what we're going to do over the next three weeks here at the Hope Collective is show you what it looks like to find your place in God's story so that you can invite God to have a role in your story. We're going to look at stories from Scripture and ask three questions over the next three weeks. Where do I find myself in this story? Why do I think I find myself there? And what role does God want to have in my story going forward? So we'll look at different stories from Scripture and we'll ask those three questions and model in real time what it looks like to ask those three questions for ourselves. Where do I find myself in this story? Why do I find myself there? And what role does God want to have in my story moving forward? So what we'll do here in week one is I'll bring up a story from scripture that we'll talk about together from the book of Mark chapter six. And then I'll walk through in real time where I find myself in this story, why I find myself there and where I want God to meet me in my story moving forward. So it's going to be a little bit of Bible study, a little bit of biography, and maybe a little uncomfortable for folks who haven't engaged with Scripture in this way before. And that's okay. This isn't the only way to engage with Scripture. This is one way to engage with Scripture. And it's a way that we can approach Scripture that allows what God has said in the Bible to resonate with what he's saying in our own spirits. And so we dig into God's Word dig into God's story to find our place in those stories, discover where and why we find ourselves there, and then ask God into our story moving forward. So wherever you're at, whether you're watching this online or listening on the podcast, whether you're by yourself or with your community, before we dig into the story that we're going to talk about, I'd invite you to take a moment to just breathe. Whatever distractions are around you right now, whatever's happened in the day so far, whatever might happen in the rest of the day ahead, whether you're by yourself or in community, take a moment to let your mind and your heart and your body all be together in the same place at the same time. Become present. And as I read this story from the life of Jesus in Mark chapter 6, Keep these questions in the back of your mind. Where do I find myself in this story? Why do I find myself there? And what role does God want to have in my story moving forward? The story we'll be talking about today and the story that I'll model finding our place in God's story with is a story from the book of Mark, chapter 6, verses 30 to 44. And it goes like this. The apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told him all that they had done and taught. 
Then Jesus said, Let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. And so they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be alone. But many people recognized them and saw them leaving. And people from many towns ran ahead along the shore and got there ahead of them. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And so he began teaching them many things. Late in the afternoon, his disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can go to the nearby farms and villages and buy something to eat. But Jesus said, you feed them. With what? They asked. We'd have to work for months to earn enough money to buy food for all of these people. How much bread do you have? He asked. Go find out. They came back and reported, we have five loaves of bread and two fish. Then Jesus told his disciples to have the people sit down in groups on the green grass. And so they sat down in groups of 50 or 100. Jesus took the five loaves and the two fish, looked up towards heaven, and he blessed them. Then, breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people. He also divided the fish for everyone to share. And they all ate as much as they wanted. And afterward, the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftover bread and fish. A total of 5,000 men and their families were fed. We read this story with these three questions in the back of our minds as we look to find our place in the story. Where do we find ourselves? Where do I find myself in this story? Why do I find myself there? And what role do I want God to have in my story moving forward? This story in Mark 6 is one of the most popular stories from the life of Jesus, and it's one of the few stories that actually makes it in to all four gospel writers' accounts of the life of Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all record this event. And when I think about this story, where I find myself is as one of the disciples following Jesus. In the chapters leading up to Mark chapter 6, a lot has happened. In Mark 5, Jesus has sent out his disciples to go ahead of him to preach and to heal and proclaim the good news of the kingdom. And they come back to Jesus with all of these stories. They're excited. They're exhausted with everything that they've seen and done. And they're unloading this all with Jesus. And they hear the news that John the Baptist, Jesus's cousin, and the first teacher for many of the disciples that were now following Jesus. Some of them having actually followed John the Baptist before they followed Jesus, they find out that John the Baptist has been brutally executed. So Jesus says, let's go away and get some rest. And so Jesus and his disciples get in the boat to cross the water. And then find this quiet place to rest. And so I imagine myself as one of the disciples in the boat. Say Thaddeus. 
So they're in the boat with Jesus and they're crossing over, just kind of coming down off of everything that's happened over the past several weeks of their lives and reminiscing about everything that they've seen and heard. It's like, remember the last time when we were out on the water like this and the whole storm thing and Jesus was like, peace be still and everything calmed down? Like, that was crazy. And then we, and then we got to the, the other side and there was that guy in the tombs with all the demons. You remember that? I remember that. It's been a crazy ride with Jesus. And so they're crossing the water in the boat, reminiscing. And at a certain point, when they see the shoreline, they realize that this wasn't going to be the quiet retreat that they were hoping for. They see thousands of people gathered on the shore, waiting. And I just picture this moment in my head where all of a sudden they're talking and they look to the shore and it's like, oh no, oh Jesus. Like we're really, we're doing, we're going there. We're doing this? Are you sure? And as they look at Jesus, they can tell that his whole demeanor is just overwhelmed with compassion for the people on the shore. And they're like, but, but the whole, but what about the rest? Like that's what we were going for here. And so they land and Jesus, he sits down, he starts to teach and the disciples are like, okay, Lord, uh, we got to rally. We're going to do this. We're going to, we're going to take care of the people. Let's do this. And so they're going around and they're checking on everybody and they're making sure that everybody's okay. And Jesus keeps teaching and teaching and teaching and it starts to get late and the disciples come up to Jesus and they're like, hey, um, we're kind of in the middle of nowhere and it's getting late and we need to wrap this up because the people need to eat and so we need to send them to the farms. Like, let's, let's send them away now so that they can go get what they need and so that we can go get what we need. And Jesus looks at them and says, you feed them. You take care of them. You give them what they need. And where I find myself in this story, every time I read it, is in this line of the disciples where Jesus says, you feed them. And they respond, with what? With what? We've just come off of weeks of work and pouring out and highs and lows. And here we are wanting to enter into some rest and peace and quiet and now thousands of people need us. With what? Do you want us to take care of them, Jesus? This moment of feeling like there's so much need and so much demand and so much expectation and not enough of me to go around is a familiar part of my story. And this sense that there's a whole lot of need and not enough of me is where I find myself. It's not about bread, it's not about resources, it's not about the physical things, but it's about the internal resources. To be able to care for people like they need to be cared for. Whether that's at home for me, whether that's at work, whether that's in my friendships, I feel this pinch of not having enough internal resources to offer to the people around me. And yet, I see the compassion of Jesus to care for people because they're like sheep without a shepherd. 
I see the need and I say, you know what the best thing is to do is to send them somewhere else because it's too much, because I, I'm not enough for this. And Jesus looks me in the eyes and says, you give them something to eat. You take care of them. With what? With what? We've been doing this for so long. We've been pouring out so much. I don't feel like I have much more to give, Jesus. With what? Do you want me to meet these needs that I'm seeing? And that part of my story that gets me to this place is always where I feel this pinch. And so I try to live my life in this way that conserves energy, that saves space, that streamlines things, that makes things easier so that I can free up more energy to give, but it just never seems like I have enough. That's where I find myself in this story. I find myself as one of the disciples that Jesus has asked to keep giving and to turn to him and say, but with what? With what do you want me to care for the needs that I'm seeing around me when they seem so many and my resources seem like so few? But from that place, being able to find myself in this story and identify what that says about my story, I'm able to realize what God wants to bring into my story, the role that he wants to play in my story, which is the rest of the story in Mark 6. Because it says this, the disciples say, with what? We'd have to work for months to earn enough food, to buy, to earn enough money to buy food for all of these people. What do you want us to do? And so Jesus asks, like the disciples don't already know, how much bread do you have? Go and find out. And so they came back and they reported, which I can only imagine was with a tone of like, see, we told you so. We have five loaves and two fish, Jesus. See? And then Jesus tells the disciples to have the people sit down in groups on the green grass. And so they sat down in groups of 50 or groups of 100. And Jesus takes the five loaves and the two fish. He takes whatever the disciples had to offer and he looks up towards heaven and he blesses what they've given him. And then he breaks it into pieces and this is the part that just blows my mind. Is that he kept giving the bread to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people. Jesus took what they could bring and he kept giving. He didn't stop giving. He didn't run out. He kept giving the bread to the disciples so that they could give to the people. Jesus kept giving them what they needed so that they could take care of others. And then he takes the fish and he divides it for everyone, not just the crowd, for the disciples too, for everyone. And it says that they all, Everyone there ate as much as they wanted. Not enough to tide them over. Not enough to satisfy them until they got home. But as much as they wanted. Filled to the full. And afterward, the disciples picked up 12 baskets full of leftovers. And a total of 5,000 men and their families were fed. 
When I read this story where I think about the place that I want God to meet me, the role that I want him to have in moving forward is in that moment of taking what I do have, of showing up, of being there in the opportunities that he gives me, offering what I have to Jesus and to see him keep giving me what I need to be able to care for the people around me. And that's tough. Because you think about it, when you feel like your resources are scarce, you don't want to just give them away. You want to hang on to them. There's a protectiveness that comes with that. But the idea of taking the little that you do have and trusting that to Jesus, the little amount of emotional energy I feel like I have some days, the little amount of time in the schedule that I feel like I have, the little amount of mental energy to try and understand what's happening, to take that and offer it to Jesus. And in return, to watch him keep giving me what I need as I show up, that's where I want God to meet me. And that's where I feel like he wants to step in and have a role in my story. That's not to say that we don't rest. That's not to say that I don't take that time to get away and be quiet. I'm sure Jesus and his disciples did that after Mark 6. But in these moments when all of a sudden you find yourself confronted with needs that you have the opportunity to meet, but you don't know if you have the resources to meet them, those moments that I find myself, there's an invitation from Jesus. Give me what you have and let me keep giving you what you need so that you can keep giving to others in need. That's where I find myself in this story. And there's a sense of care and closeness that comes from seeing that invitation to Jesus, not just to his disciples, but to me. And it's something that I want to say yes to. It's something that I wake up and say, okay, God, I don't feel like I have all the resources I'm going to need from today, for today. But I want to give them to you. The little bit that I have, I want to give them to you. I want to show up and I, I want to see what happens. I want to see you take the little bit that I have and use it to take care of the people that you love, the people around me. So here, here it is. With what? With this. Take it and give me what I need. This way of approaching scripture, this way of reading the stories that God has given us about himself, finding our place in those stories allows what God has said in scripture to resonate with what he wants to do in our own spirits. And so then we see the place where these two things come together to read God's word, to find our place in it, to say what that, to discover what that says about our story, and then to explore the place that God wants to meet us in that story. You don't need a degree to do this. You don't need to know everything about the Bible in order to read the Bible and approach it in this way, to figure out the place that God wants to have in your story by finding your place in his story. It's a way of approaching scripture that allows us to invite God to do the good work that he wants to do in our spirits. And so maybe as you've heard me talking, you wonder where your place in the story is. So what I'm gonna do is read this story one more time. 
And whether you're by yourself or with your community, I'd invite you to ask these three questions as I read through the story. Where do you find yourself in this story? Why do you find yourself there? And what role might God want to have in your story moving forward? So again, we're reading from Mark chapter 6, verses 30 to 44. The apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told him all they had done and taught. Then Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. So they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be alone. But many people recognized them and saw them leaving. And people from many towns ran ahead along the shore and got there ahead of them. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. Late in the afternoon, his disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can go to the nearby farms and villages and buy something to eat. But Jesus said, you feed them. With what? They asked. We'd have to work for months to earn enough money to buy food for all of these people. How much bread do you have? He asked. Go and find out. So they came back and reported, we have five loaves of bread and two fish. And then Jesus told the disciples to have the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of 50 or 100. And Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up toward heaven, and blessed them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people. He divided the fish for everyone to share, and they all ate as much as they wanted. And afterward, the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftover bread and fish, a total of 5,000 men and their families were fed. Where do you find yourself in this story? Why do you find yourself there? And what role do you want God to have in your story moving forward? Be 
Thank you so much for joining us today with the Hope Collective Online. Join us next week for week two as we find our place in God's story and invite God to have a place in ours. We hope you have a great rest of the week. We'll see you again soon.